Alright. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Waxonomy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Altman, and once again, I am joined by a good friend of mine and a virtuoso guitar player, if you couldn't tell already, uh, my man Dylan Sen. Dylan, say hello to the folks at home. Perfect. Now, uh, what 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 were you playing just now? I was playing. Oh, I just wrote this piece. It's called uh, "Ramble On." I was thinking about releasing it as an original. Wow. Uh, just kidding. It's it's almost Zeppelin. it's almost like you out Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> Completely yeah, original. Yeah, I think I'm gonna write a bunch of lyrics about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, just, just to kind of, um, uh, introduce this episode, uh, Dylan and I are, uh, huge rock and roll fans, music fans, and most importantly, we're musicians of, of varying degrees. I, I'm not much of a musician, but my, my friend Dylan is, and I figured that it would be fun for the two of us to just have a, you know, free-flowing discussion on guitar, you know, how we discovered it. Um, where it's brought us, etc. Have any thoughts, Dylan, to to start no, you, off? You, you it. <laughs> it, it it wasn't too difficult of a task, <laughs> just to you know introduce. Yeah, um, I think it's something. It's a topic as simple as it sounds at the surface. Um, you know, again, we say this about pretty much every episode, but like you know, this could be a three and a half hour long episode, and at the end of it, we'd still have more to say. Ex- yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the, the guitar is an instrument that holds a deep meaning to both of us. Uh, for me, it, I don't know, I, I don't know if I could really put it into words, but I figured that the two of us could just kind of talk about our journey through musicianship, um, because it's definitely been a significant one in our lives, so, you know, why not dedicate the, the six string to, uh, a quick hour-long discussion, at least an intro discussion. If people enjoy it, we could keep talking about it. But, um, Dylan, how long have you been playing guitar? Um, since 2020. So I've been playing guitar for almost 18 years. Damn. Um, yeah, in, I think this November it'll be 18 years. Something like that. So, long time. That's crazy. Long time. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but in you know, as as somebody who's played for eighteen years, I would say my level of skill is far, far, far behind that. Um, I'm sure there are people there. I'm sure there's some you know Korean eight year old who's been playing for ten years <laughs> that can outshred me. <laughs> Just plays Dream Theater for the high school talent show. Yeah, exactly, and and you know, I'm sure you know. The, uh, you know, then there's me just. Yo, dude, no, no stairway, no stairway. You can't. I, I'm sorry, listeners. We, 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 we know that's that's a rule that shall not be broken. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, you know, I say that. So you know, the 18 year, like the, the amount of time I've been playing guitar. Um, I think that it's it's almost like a. I'm gonna botch this, but like the opposite of like a logarithmic scale where it kind of plateaus after some time until you really spend some more time to, like... Like, I think in terms of guitar playing, you'll hit, like, a real lick where 
your skills improve, but in like one specific area. Right. And it's whatever your ear is drawn towards the most. And for me, that was like rock, bluesy, or folky kind of, uh, you know, 60s, 70s influenced stuff. And, you know, since then, since, you know, my late teens, early 20s, I've been really interested in other styles like, you know, gypsy jazz and flamenco and stuff. But, you know, certainly it is, um, you know, the, the amount of time you've spent on an instrument can be impressive. Um, but it's, it's like what you, I guess it's what you make of the time rather than the amount of time. Right. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. So. Because, yeah. I mean, um, we, we could kind of get into this. Like, oh, I'm getting a little bit of feedback here. How do I get rid of that? Man, I don't know. Hold on, let, me, let, me, let me try something here. Um, give me one second. Bear with us. Well, I guess I could just edit this out. But, you know, we're trying to keep it nice and continuous here. All right, hold on. Let me see if I could... Uh, yeah, it's coming from your phone. This is... From, from the, my phone? Yeah, this, is, this has been going on every single time I called you. But, like, there's, like, a mini... There's, like, a hissing in the background. Oh, well, I mean, so I'm, you're, like, I took the call through my laptop, because it usually has a more, like, a stronger connection, especially for FaceTime audio. Um, Could we try using your phone for, just to see if we could avoid this? Yeah, I don't know if I can, like, hop it over. I I could just call, I could just call you again. Okay, sure. We'll, we'll edit this out with, with movie magic. (laughs) Yeah, let me, let me just try this one more time. I'm I'm so glad that you noticed the cough being true to the song. <laughs> that was such a good touch. Because <laughs> I, I always enjoyed that part. I'm like, why, why do they have like this, you know, curmudgeony cough in the beginning of the song? But I I think it adds, you know, you a nice know detail. You want to know something? Um, David Gilmore hates that cough because that's him coughing. Yeah. And he said that that's what got him to quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that one cough. Yeah, it's like fucking black lung. <laughs> I got the black lung. <laughs> I've got the black lung. <laughs> the prognosis is bad. <laughs> I give him blue steel. But it still goes to my lymph nodes. <laughs> and I... <laughs> God. <laughs> and I ordered to get my blood drawn. <laughs> Every Roger Waters song. <laughs> and I said to my daddy, my coffee. <laughs> I was hoping you'd pick that up too because I was preparing to do it and then you beat me to the punch and I was like we both listened to this way too much. <laughs> oh, God. I was, was actually... I wish you had recorded that. I, no, it's still recording. Oh, okay, okay, perfect. 
Yeah, no, we, we have this for posterity. But um, I was listening to... So sometimes, just like out of uh, not being aware, like I'll fall asleep with my phone still playing music. And, and this morning I woke up, like it was like a radio. I think it was like a band radio. Um, and I fucking woke up to some track from the final cut and it was like the most depressing way to wake up <laughs> because, it, but it was, it was like, just like that. It's like, my eyes are heavy. And it's like, yeah. and they, I coughing in these West Virginia mines. My bladder is swollen and I can't and get I up. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck alright should we try to uh, get back to course yeah let's do it let's do it alright alright cool welcome back everyone sorry for the uh, the technical difficulties um, I may or may not include a, a brief conversation that we had prior to this but we were just uh, admiring the work of Roger Waters and Pink Floyd um no, but anyway, uh, kind of what you were saying before, you were um, you discussed how like g- getting better at playing the guitar is kind of a qualitative measure because like I, I feel like there's always the potential to learn new techniques, but you could still you know you could practice in learning harder songs and all that stuff. I mean, we, we could get more into this, but there's there's a lot of self-discovery with guitar past just, you know, playing songs that you love. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I've said this, um, um, like, I think, yeah. I, so I was telling this to, I think, like an uncle or something of mine, um, you know, with, who has kids that are similar age to me. And so, like, growing up, I was, like, not allowed to play video games. I mean, like, I, like, I had a couple of video games here and there, like Pokemon or whatever, but I never played video games at the scale of literally anybody else I knew my age. And, and the reason I, I bring it up is because I always compare, like, I started playing guitar around the same time people start playing video games, and I kind of look at it as you know, if you're looking at it in terms of pure entertainment or stimulation to your brain, I, I would put it to, you know, an objective observer that you never really run out of new things to do with a simple stri- six-string guitar. Um, you know, you can you beat the video game, beat the Elite Four in Pokemon or whatever the hell, and then it's over. Right and yes, there are more video games and stuff out there. Yeah, but you could like you could trade your Pikachu to learn more moves and reach a higher level. Well, no, that's not how you would reach a higher level. But yeah. <laughs> oh, you you have to take DMT. Right, right, exactly. But like with you know with with uh, even a standard tune six string guitar, you can spend ten thousand hours mastering, let's say blues guitar, like and. Like, once you have, you know, that kind of thing down, it's like, all right, now you can spend another 10,000 hours learning, you know, Spanish jazz or whatever. And there's there's so many, there's like literally infinite and infinitely growing styles of music out there for you to tap into that somebody will always be better at than you at. 
and you can, I look at, I, I kind of look at instruments and guitar particularly as like a vessel to navigate through such a dense, stacked <laughs> world of infinitely growing genres and things you can do with it. Yeah, and, and then like once you've spent, you know, a hundred thousand hours mastering all these styles, then you can still not be, you know, you can still have thousands and thousands of more hours just writing your own stuff and coming up with your own, right. you know, styles and, and skills. So, you know, just in, and, and uh, of course this doesn't apply to just a guitar, um, but, you know, with instruments in general, it's like, you know, within the confines of a six string guitar or a set of 88 keys on a piano or whatever, um, like, I think there's just a world of ways to keep your brain active and, and stimulated and nourished uh, that really, I think, only art can provide particularly, and I'm biased towards music, and I think you can make a convincing enough argument for pretty much any type of art, but with music, that's, to me, the most human, and to me, I think guitar is a uniquely, if not the most human instrument. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I agree for, for most of it. Um, like, I, I, do, I do appreciate the guitar for its accessibility and, and versatility, as you said, because I feel like a lot of people have a notion that guitar players are like, I, I feel like there's just kind of a stigma for like, Oh, you play guitar, you know, you probably just want to, you know, play Wonderwall and like show off at parties and stuff. But I mean, that being aside, like there are people that learn just for, for that aspect. But, you know, as you said, like, it allows you to explore other stuff because it's such a common, well, I guess any, any string instrument is, is involved in different genres of music in one aspect or another. So I feel like the guitar is a, is a good way to at least reach all of those grounds. If, if that's what you were getting at. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, and, um, again, I'm, you know, I'm biased in saying this, but I think that personally for me, um, guitar offers a dynamic to the way that you approach it and play it that I find to be, and because I play other instruments, I, I, you know, this actually the guitar reinforces this as I approach those other instruments. There's something very natural in the dynamics and the mechanics of playing a guitar that seem like an extension of sort of the human psyche. If that makes sense. Yeah, I feel, and that, that's a point that I wanted to get into a little bit later. But one question that I wanted to ask you was, what originally inspired you to, you know, get get a guitar in, in the first place and, and learn how to play music? Were you trying to, you know, emulate your music heroes, or was this something that your your parents suggested, or you know, how what was your journey into starting it? your guitar so, um, hobby. So it's like, I, I would say it's a blend of the two. So the thing is, I was I was six. And so six-year-olds don't really have like a very nuanced way of approaching things. I would... I, know, I, I would say that they've, they're probably the closest to self-actualization than most right. other demographics. And, and you know what? Some Maybe some people would actually, you know, unironically agree. 
But for me, um, you know, for me growing up, we, uh, um, we always had like, you know how like the Beatles made movies? Yeah. So we had A Hard Day's Night on VHS. Oh, nice. And I freaking loved that movie. I still really like that movie. It's a, it's a great movie. Um, and, uh, and I remember, um. Yeah, we were like a big Beatles household. Like my parents really loved the Beatles and all that stuff. And so I remember watching videos of the Beatles and and being really, really, you know, to me, I saw the, you know, like the guitars that they were holding and, and the way that they were sort of expressing themselves to it. And I, again, you know, I, I might be just over-articulating and over, I guess, exaggerating what my six-year-old brain was thinking. But, you know, if, I, if I'm if i going back through my memory of it, it was I, I saw sort of the fun and the spectacle of, you know, George Harrison playing that big, you know, Gretsch guitar on the oh, XL yeah. or whatever. And I was like, you know, I want to do that. I'm sure what ended up coming out of my mouth was I want that. Or whatever, <laughs> and and my parents, you know, um, Indian parents have a have a tendency of, you know, wanting their kids to like su- super excel at like everything, and creativity and musical expression is is certainly one of those categories. Um, I I was a little bit different from I mean at least other Indian kids in that I wanted to play guitar. Um, most others wanted to play like piano or whatever. And after I started playing guitar, a lot of my cousins and shit started playing guitar. Nice. Uh, a real, they, real music missionary. Right. Well, and then they all like one by one started dropping like flies. And, but also I was, you know, I remember like nobody else in school really had started playing instruments, um, by that point. So I have always kind of um wanted to you know forge a big part of identity my own identity with the guitar because that's kind of how it started where i was like really the only person i knew around me that was playing an instrument especially the guitar because none of my parents play any instruments you know my sister a few years later would pick up piano and then not really continue with piano so it was and then you picked it, it up for her yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting there, so I was like, "Let me just, you know, learn this." And, um, but yeah, so I, so I would say, you know, that that was sort of the early days, and I was playing this um, little, literally like a Toys R Us guitar that my uncle had bought me. Um, I still have it. It's like a. It literally looks like the size of a ukulele. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen those before. Yeah, yeah. It's like literally, it's like a first act brand yeah and um i played that thing for like literally like two years before i got like my first full-size guitar and um yeah so that was that was sort of the beginning of it for me so so yeah it was you know to go back to your original question it was a it was a combination primarily because i you know i I just i guess i just wanted to be george harrison and or john lennon and um you know, I growing up, I had this sort of mysticism around the Beatles, um, and and this was my way of sort of um, 
finding some equivalence to them um, in my own life. And, um, and then also, you know, my parents were looking to get me started on some kind of instrument anyway. So that's great. That's great. I feel like my, my beginnings of guitar playing are, are not as colorful. Like I, I feel like I originally did it because, um, so I, I remember I was in third or fourth grade. I, I started the saxophone like for for middle with Mr. For, Shuck. yeah with Mr. Shuck yeah um cuz I was I don't know I hope I hope he's doing well but uh the you know I played saxophone for you know school orchestra class and I did enjoy it I really enjoyed making you know playing music playing with other instruments and you know making a a, a more wholesome uh production but you know, me me having some history in, in musical theater at that point, I I wanted something where I could sing along to for songs because I, I I think my 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 goals of learning an instrument was more for the performance value at first, where I was like, oh, you know, I could play these songs and I could sing with people and all that stuff, and um, and I feel like a lot of I I've I've grown new appreciations for the guitar as I learned and, and got better. I feel like I reached the point that you started at <laughs> where, where it's like, I, I, at least for me, it took me a while to realize that there are feelings and thoughts that, that one can have that can't be expressed by words. But through my experience with music, I found that, you know, that was the language that you had to use sometimes. So, you know, that's kind of the point where I'm at right now, where I'm trying to, you know, carve my own, my own path for, for the guitar. Um, but you know, the two of us obviously started off with doing like cover songs because that, that was obviously a, um, you know, a hot thing for a new guitar player to come across where it's like, Oh, you know, I, I love Led Zeppelin. Let me cover this Led Zeppelin song. So like, what what was the kind of stuff that you were playing when you were first, you know, learning to play the guitar? Well, in the, you know, the, you know, literally like the primordial days, it was just like playing the ode to joy on the, on the high E string or whatever. But, um, actually the first song I remember, like, exactly. (laughs) Oh yeah. Also we both have our guitars, so we're kind of noodling around with it. Yeah. I'm trying not to like do it too much because like if I start noodling, I'm going to like not stop yeah there's yeah (laughs) there's no turning back for you yeah i'm trying to like restrict myself but um (laughs) already strums yeah (laughs) Uh, but i remember the first song i actually i remember like this is a this is a pretty vivid memory of mine um i literally like i woke up early on like a saturday because it just like sprung into my i was like seven like six or seven and um, it's just sprung into my mind, like, that's how you do it. And I, and I got my guitar and I like nailed it. And then I went to go like to my parents' room and I woke my mom up. I was like, listen, 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 was actually, um, Foxy Lady. Do you want to, want to give an example for the folks? Well, yeah, well, so.
Beautiful. So I was so excited to have like played that and my, you know, itty bitty wee six year old fingers, you know, just barely getting. Because what you have to do, that chord is like you have to use your pinky to like flatten down the top three or the, the highest three strings. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw this one like video essay about how it was like an unconventional chord, but you know, explain how it worked in that song. Like, there's like extra tension. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's this sort of jarring sort of seventh, ninth chord, whatever the hell. Um, it, it's like basically it goes like from an F sharp minor to an A minor, which is like. Um, which is like a, it's dissonant. Like it's, it's supposed to go to an A major, but it goes to an A minor. So it's, it's that extra like kind of tension. Instead of, which is kind of like where your ear wants to go. Right, right. It's crazy shit. I was, I was honestly hoping that your epiphany was like Wonderwall or something. <laughs> God, no, mom dad i figured it out today is gonna to be the day yeah. Uh, uh, um yeah so so that was the first song like in my memory but there were loads of other ones that like around that time that i, I would just like you know I'd, so so i took guitar lessons between the ages of like six through eight or nine and then again from like 10 to 11 with like really like a lot of like spotty things here and there. Um, but, um, like I, I, um, I would just like go to my te my guitar teacher and I'd be like, can you please tell me, um, can you please teach me how to do this, this or this song or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, that, I, I would say Foxy Lady was one of the first, um, like the first song song that I remember like like the first riff that I was like I got this that's exciting man that's exciting I think for me my like my first you know real like inner reward for playing guitar was probably learning how to play a whole lot of love which is a little okay. bit a little bit easier than foxy lady but it was like <laughs> one of those things where I'm like oh my god this is this is the song that I've always wanted to play and I'm playing it. Obviously, like, you know, back in the day, if I... It was, like, through, like, a cheap acoustic guitar. So, like, like in my head, I'm like, this is just how Jimmy would have wanted it. But it was nothing <laughs> like it. Um, right. Yeah. But it's exciting stuff. Like, as soon as you get that, that first song down, you're you're addicted. Exactly. And, and, and you know, it, it... So the thing is, I was a little kid, so... Um, you know, for me, there were some points where I'd sort of, my mood would fluctuate with it, and, you know, India, your brown parents being like, are you practicing the guitar? You know, it, it would just kind of make it seem like a chore, but it wasn't until I had my Zeppelin renaissance that we have discussed before that, um, that I went full steam ahead and, and took that energy and I sustained it for like every single day. But, um, yeah, I mean, had I been into Zeppelin around that age, you know, I would have just been lighting it up with Zeppelin riffs. Oh yeah, I I I don't doubt it. I imagine the <laughs> the whole house was just like 
screeching blues riffs. Um, but you know what? One of the the first like songs that I remember getting down that was like that gave me I I had to take like a long time to learn how to how to play it was. Um, For the listeners, I'm about a glass and a half of wine deep, and every time I know I'm on like record to be playing, and I'm playing guitar, I always like screw up a little bit. So, please excuse the the, mess, the mistakes. Now that was um, that was Houses of the Holy, right? <laughs> it was uh, Enter Sandman. Oh, oh right, right. Yeah, the, <laughs> the the pedals were off, so I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. No. For those of you who who weren't aware, it's uh, here comes the sun. Great yep. song, I I don't I don't even think I could play that song. It, it it's got like it has a very weird uh, picking pattern because it has those those filler notes. Yeah, um, like the melody it's, it's, is is filler notes. It seems. Yeah, it's like it's not quite like uh, whatever that's called Travis picking. Yeah, uh, which is like that that classic. Like, Like that's Travis picking is like alternating the thumb from the two bass strings like back and forth. Um, that was, by the way, to the to the listener, that was a little bit of uh, landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Um, Tearjerker. Yeah. Oh man, and the way he plays that solo, like, because what I was doing is the solo, like the lead part with like the chord part too. So it's like. I, that that song just tears at yeah. my heartstrings. It, yeah. it, every time I listen to it, it hurts. All right, but before before I start weeping, let's let's switch to a new <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah, sorry. And before I go on another tangent. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. What were you saying? No. Yeah. So so that's the you know that is the first sprint i would say of my my guitar life yeah i mean damn it's good stuff so i don't know if if there was anything else that you wanted to talk about during your beginnings but what what would you say has been your what has been your mount everest in your guitar journey so far where it's like you know it took the longest for you to you know, figure out a certain technique or a song that you've been yearning to play. Um, like aside from being, you know, a beginner, because uh, obviously the, you know, that that's going to be the the steepest right. curve. Right. Um. You know what? Frankly, I think it was. Um. Yeah. I mean, the easy answer is like sweep picking and stuff, which is actually what I'm, learning, I'm teaching myself right now. Finally, um. But 
you know, generally speaking, I would say I had such an aversion and resistance to um, music theory um, from pretty much... That's the most rock and roll thing that you've ever said. <laughs> no, but the thing is, you know, like, I for, for years, you know, from between the ages of, like, 13 through 18, I was like, you know what, man... Hendrix didn't know theory, Page didn't know theory, Gilmore, whatever. I don't need theory. They all just played from the heart, man. But you know what? A lot of that is fucking bullshit because Page knew a lot of theory. And it's evident when you actually like learn about like the voicings and stuff of his chords and a lot of where his riffs are coming from. Yeah, there's a lot of soul and a lot of just playing from, from the gut on that. But, you know, we were talking about Ramble On. There's so much like there's so much intelligent writing in that, and a lot of those early, you know, a lot of those Zeppelin songs. And I wish I had been a little bit more patient and a little bit more studious with learning that, because now the other sort of hill to climb for me was um, going from being able to do very impressive noodling, um, which is how I would probably describe my playing on, up until maybe the age of like 18 or 19, to actually playing with more feel, better phrasing, and and more importantly, um, starting to play my own stuff. Um, you know, I think I stayed on the cover thing for too long. Like, there was, you know, a long period of time where I would just pick up the guitar and just start playing the same you know, riffs over and over, you know, the same, like I'd plug, the, yeah, I'd grab my you know, Gibson or whatever. And I'd play, if I'm 16, I'm playing like rocket queen by guns and roses or, or whatever, just, you know, habitually lazily, whatever, wherever my hands are. Yeah, sure. I'm playing it fast and I'm playing it like with no mistakes, but I'm playing the same thing over and over and it's not mine. So right. I would say like, that's the, thing I wish I had um, you know th- to, to retcon all of that now that so much of this has kind of like calcified in my brain has been pretty tough um, but um, yeah I mean like it, it doesn't bother me that much I still still play pretty well yeah I mean you had me fooled when, when I saw you guys playing when you were younger I mean, it, it, I guess it, it was an impressive noodling session, but <laughs> I wouldn't have known. But so like, you would you say it was like around, you know, first, second year of college that you started to, you know, add your own voice? Yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, it was finally like starting to like play songs that, you know, I started getting into like Tame Impala, like like music that wasn't from the seventies and from the same shit, and and starting to you know I started getting into like nineties stuff, and I would I'd hear how you know let's say Billy Corgan would instead of playing an E chord like this, he's playing it. Sorry, I had that wrong. You know, sort sort of having that octave like chord like that inversion. And I was like, and I was like, oh shit, that sounds pretty cool, you know, something like that. Right. And right. Um, and so, you know, 
it, it, it was starting to like, once I started like exploring new styles of music that I, I started to understand different places for my hands to land on the guitar. If that makes sense. Right, right. Well, it's definitely exciting. I had to readjust. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah it's, I, it's crazy stuff. Yeah, and and, and um, as I started to travel more and more, I would, you know, start to get really into different styles of music that I would hear, like street musicians playing. And uh, I actually, I you know, this might sound kind of dumb, but I didn't have Spotify until I was in college, and up until then, it was just like literally like iTunes <laughs> and whatever I would t- like torrent yeah, or yeah. whatever. And you, so you just committed Spot- to a crime on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I, you know, I, I would, um, you know, I'd be restricted to like that very ineffective way of finding new music. And once I had Spotify, if I had an interest, if I was like, Oh, you know, I've heard a lot about, the Smiths, I could just go and like find their whole discography right there and start getting, it, you know, like the barrier to entry was a lot lower. Yeah, it, it was a beautiful tool because, you know, we're, we're always looking for, for new stuff and it's a lot easier when you have all the stuff or at least, you know, virtually all the, the music that the world has at the moment. Exactly. And so... So it was really that, that, I mean, when that all coincided with, you know, around the first year of college was when I started to really expand outward uh, in terms of the stuff that I'm, I'm playing on guitar. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll catch up with you because I, I, uh, I wanted to talk about a really, um, well, I'll, I'll let you know what I wanted to talk about just to see if you're down for it, but you told me a pretty amazing story about one of your, you know, first few hours spent in Portugal. Yeah. And I, I would love, I would love for you to, to tell the story again. Cause I, I really just love how amazing it is. But, uh, <laughs> but before, uh, before we go into that, I kind of want to talk about how my, my journey into playing guitar is like yours, but delayed by like five years and has a hiatus. Cause like, I, I think I, I started taking guitar la- uh, guitar lessons when I was maybe like 11, 12. And for me, it, it seemed like a chore. And um, I, I think I was in that feels like a chore phase for, you know, the first two or three years of playing guitar because I really felt like I'd, I wasn't learning at a fast enough pace. And, you know, in my head, I just had so many you know, songs I wanted to play and how I imagined myself playing it. And I just, I never was able to put it to fruition. So when high school came around, I just kind of stopped playing. I I don't really think I um, messed around with the guitar that much. Uh, You know, so it was, I I did middle school and then I took a break in high school. And then I I don't really think I started uh, earnestly trying to learn the guitar again until you know, the end of my freshman year of college when, I don't know, I must have seen like a couple live performances and I was like, I, I should really get back into this so that I could, you know, play play my music and, you know, cover the songs I love, all that stuff. Um, 
So I, I was getting better at, at covering songs. So, you know, throughout college up until, you know, a year ago, um, you know, I was, I was pretty good. Do you like move the phone or something? Oh yeah. Sorry. I was just kind of moving in. Can you, can you not fuck this up for me? I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, I'm so sorry. sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, but you know, for, for the time being, I was, I was pretty good at like covering songs. What I was mostly resorting to again with the whole performance aspect was, you know, I would get a lot of Bob Dylan covers because it was just a bunch of easy chords that I could, um, sing along to. And it really felt like I was playing music and all that stuff. And then I got even further, uh, immersed into music when learning about, you know, alternate tuning and how it's like, how, how do people come up with these, you know, the open D chords, the you tune it down half a step, do the, there's, there's like the, the Celtic tuning, like there's, there's so many different options. It's, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah. The, quite, quite the fun acronym set too. But, um, but up until maybe like this year, I really genuinely wanted to learn how to write my own music because it really felt like I was, I didn't have the tools in order to like, I, I, I didn't have the tools to landscape what I wanted to write musically. So, you know, obviously you haven't heard the end of, of my uh, thoughts and, and goals because I, I always go to you when I, whenever I have a question about learning the guitar or, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm having trouble with a finger picking technique or, you know, what scales do I use? But, but my, my current obsession is trying to kind of learn more music theory. Cause I didn't, I didn't learn any of that when I was younger. Um, and it's becoming a pretty valuable compass into how a lot of music is made. And it really helps you understand the blueprints of how most of these songs are created and almost helps you anticipate how to play, you know, the next songs that you encounter, because it, it all kind of follows the same patterns uh, once you pick up on it. Um, but with that being said, one of the great things is, you know, I'm really into improvising right now, like just trying to, you know, do the classic 12 bar blues where, you know, someone plays the rhythm and I just kind of, you know, get melodic and really deep into my soul. But that being aside, you had a wonderful story, uh, a musical encounter during your travels in Portugal, which I, I feel is quite fitting. Uh, and you wouldn't have been able to experience this without kind of understanding some music theory. Yeah, well, so, um, so I, I mean, that's one of my favorite things that has happened to me. Um, so basically I, um, I, I do a lot of like solo traveling, um, no like rhythm, no rhythm stuff. traveling. <laughs> um, and so, you know, so, so this was, um, a trip I took, um, in December of 2018. So it was like a delayed sort of graduation present. Um, so I love, you know, I, I, I've, I've gone backpacking before through Europe and I, I wanted to go back and, uh, so, little side note here. I got a uh, round trip ticket from uh, JFK to Charles de Gaulle in, in Paris uh, with no stops for $275 round trip. Ah, bargain. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't need, I mean, 
maybe now you can, but I, what I remember is you couldn't even fly to Florida for $275. So I was pretty stoked for that. But um, the other um, the other city I went to um, was Lisbon. And I'd been to Paris before, but I'd never been to Lisbon. And what I had read about Lisbon in some very, very minimal research uh, before going to the city was uh, there is this style of music called Fado, F-A-D-O, which is this very melancholy, uh, you know, two guitarists and a singer type music that they often play live for people in restaurants. So I was like, that's pretty cool. I want to do that. And um, so I got to Lisbon, my first, like, literally few hours there, like you mentioned. Um, and <laughs> I, I remember I was, over the, you know, the previous 36 hours, I had slept for one hour on the plane because it was such a piece of shit plane that there was just no way for me to physically get comfortable, let alone sleep. And, uh, and so I, um, I, I was like, you know, firing on one cylinder, but I was like, I really want to, you know, I, I don't want to sleep. You know, when I got to the hostel, I was like, let me just keep, keep the engine running so I don't fall asleep and, and screw up not only my first day in Lisbon, but also my sleep schedule. Um, let me try to beat this jet lag in one go. Um, so I went on this walking tour, this free walking tour through Lisbon. And I asked the woman who gave the walking tour, I was like, Hey, I'm trying to find a restaurant that does this Fado thing. Where would you, you know, as a, as a local quote unquote, uh, recommend I go. And she gave me a list of these restaurants, uh, these three restaurants. The first two were closed. So I went to the third one and Literally, it was about as local as you could get. Like, everybody there clearly knew everybody else. Nobody spoke a fucking lick of English. And they put me... uh, They didn't have a table for one. So they literally put me at uh, the one available chair at a table for four that had three people there already that knew each other. Like, three friends. Like, imagine you're out to dinner with two friends and then the hostess of the restaurant is like hey we're gonna put this stranger right next to you <laughs> who <laughs> doesn't speak friends. your language who doesn't speak your language uh and that was me so <laughs> um and and as it as it so happens i am the chair closest to these musicians that are setting up to do this set list and they start playing and it is one of the most hypnotizing, haunting, beautiful pieces of music I've ever heard. And I'm just like swiveled around, just paying attention to what they're playing and really just drinking it in. And I noticed, so so the setup, and I mentioned it's two guitars and a singer. One guitar is like a, like a nylon string sort of classical guitar. Uh, but the other one is what's called a Portuguese guitar, which is this cool it looks like a like a lute like a medieval lute crossed with like a mandolin uh and it's got um 
Oh man, if I'm, I, I, I can't remember the exact number of strings. I think it's like 12, uh, 12 or 16 strings. Um, oh, so you could like, and, you could play gent on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you put like 15, you plug it into a line six, five, three, um, insane mode. But, uh, but yeah, so, so, um, and I noticed it like that guitar had one of the most unique sounds to it with these really like bright, rich overtones. And I could not for the life of me figure out what scale he was playing in. I figured it must be some Portuguese scale. And, um, so the way that these, these Fado sets work is like, you know, they'll rotate out singers and each singer will sing, you know, three, four songs, break, he'll leave, the guitarists will chill and have a glass of wine or something, and then another singer will come and they'll launch into it. So after the first singer left, I asked the Portuguese guitar player, meaning the Portuguese man who was playing the Portuguese guitar, um, if he spoke English. Thankfully, he spoke very good English. And I was asking him about the guitar, and he, I was just about the scales and the tuning and everything. And he, he gave me, he, he was like, would you like to play it? And I was like, fuck yes, I want to play this. And, and so I started noodling around on it. And fortunately, you know, I can, I can like, I can hold my own enough. And I was able to coax out some kind of tune on it. Um, but what I don't notice is that the host of the restaurant is going into the back room and grabbing a another nylon string, like sort of standard tuned classical guitar. He hands me that guitar. I give the Portuguese guitar back to the other guy. And we ended up jamming for the restaurant um, for oh like a, a, good, a good amount of time. And, and I remember like, the looks of <laughs> fucking bewilderment from the other, like the other patrons of the restaurant, because imagine, you know, this total stranger who clearly is not from there walks <laughs> in awkwardly, doesn't speak the language, is meekly eating his food, and then starts playing with the musicians. It was, it's kind of. It's kind of cool to see how like baffled they were. <laughs> they took our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I I love telling that story because it's like, you know, how much more evidence do you need for the universality or you know universal language that that music is, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what you know, I wanted to discuss, like, I mean, you were able to just like be part of the community just, just from your skills of music. And it's, it was, it's an incredible story. And I, I have goosebumps and you already told me the story and it's just, it's just such a wonderful, um, not only a, a a wonderful display of, of humanity, but just, um, like what a wonderful tool it is, uh, regardless of where you're from like you just you know you can just play music with a complete stranger and you know you have your own language going yeah and you know what a I, I i remember like i was just grinning 
like leaving that restaurant because I was like, what a, I will never see a single person from there ever again in my entire life. Um, most likely. And, but like, what a, I just wish that somebody, like I had asked somebody to film it or something, but, um, like what a, what a wonderful moment that was sort of crystallized and, and it was only made possible by that, you know, common language of music. It's like a short story. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that literally sounds like something that like Ernest Hemingway would have written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only like way less not depressing. Yeah. It's like, I grabbed the guitar. I think I knew what to do with it. There was a lady staring at me. I couldn't make out her eye color. Um, do, you, do you remember what you were playing? So basically, I kind of just bullshit my way through that because I knew enough sort of like flamenco style. Like that kind of thing. Oof. To, to really kind of... And, you know, they were playing A minor, so I was just like... My guitar is totally out of tune. It's Portuguese tuning. Where I was using my fingers. Something like that. And and then when if I was soloing, I would just kind of... Um, That was pretty impressive, but do you want do <laughs> again, you want to see me do a, a G chord? <laughs> no, but like it's just like again. I mean, a lot of that is just bullshitting. Like it's just kind of barely holding on for dear life and making sure just playing enough so that the common layman doesn't know that you're completely like lying musically. <laughs> <laughs> I am a fraud. Like it's basically catch me if you can on guitar well i mean it i don't know if it was just the the sheer luck of you you know just playing the right thing but you know i mean do you feel like something came up from inside you and you're like i i'm just kind of messing around or oh, or, were, or were you I, overthinking I still, it no, no 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 i still definitely like was able to understand i guess the energy of the piece yeah. Does that make sense? And like sort of the dynamics and, you know, what, it, like, I wasn't just high octane, like, <laughs> like kind of like the whole time, you know? like, <laughs> like if you're, if you're listening to the sort of the percussive, that kind of thing, when you're playing these sort of flamenco-esque things, you kind of know what, what things to, like that kind of where to land the accents and the, and the emphases. It's beautiful. So, um, you know, I, like I actually, have a similar story. Of, I, I got a lesson in gypsy jazz from some, just a random musician I met in Amsterdam as well. Um, where frankly, he taught me a lot of the stuff I ended up using in Portugal a couple of years later. Um, like learning about 
sort of Django Reinhardt. Pixar short film. Yeah, no, I felt like I was about to watch a Woody Allen movie or something. <laughs> so, like, you know, again, it's when you travel like that. It's, I think, if you're if you're alone and you're looking for company, um, I found good luck in sort of following the guitar and where I can find other people playing the guitar. Because again, it's something that. Even if you don't speak a single word to each other, you'll be able to communicate something. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to go kind of uh, parts unknown here with Anthony Bourdain, but, um, you know, I, I know that there... I, I'm just, I just happened to recall uh, their episode about uh, the Philippines and how there's there's a strong community in, like, cover bands. Like, there okay. there's a lot of people that uh form bands to do covers and uh eventually make it out into you know europe and and north america um because they they just they get their businesses just being cover bands for for bars ceremonies etc um do from your from your travels would you say there was i mean obviously the the fada was you know um a very local locally enjoyed type of music but would you say that there was any city or country that you visited where um they had the most unique digestion of music um well the easy answer for that is india obviously because in india it's a totally different like everything is different like the scales are different the um the rhythm patterns are different it's i mean indian music is very uh distinctive and and um i mean it's like a whole school of its own right there's like western music and africa like asian music and stuff but there's like indian music particularly has so much nuance to it that it's like much like the indian subcontinent it is like a very specific region of music if that makes sense right and and you know we we joke a lot about microtones and stuff but there's a ton of microtonal like singing and stuff in in indian music oh it's so Um, beautiful yeah and it it really i mean and that a lot of that is echoed in middle eastern music as well obviously you know regionally like you i mean geographically you can you can see how that you know the cultures have sort of like backwashed into each other um, musically, but, um, you know, it's, it, that kind of thing. I, I mean, I think there's a reason why all these, you know, George Harrison and all these people were so, um, into like being tutored in Indian music the way they were, because you kind of have to leave a lot of what you know at the door because Mm -hmm. it's, it's like you're stepping into a different world. Um, there's no, you know, four four time signatures. There's no, like, even, you know, like the the concept of like, of, of you know, like it, it, like even performances are totally different. You'll have a seventeen minute long raga that's played at the start of a concert where it's literally just, you know, 
four musicians up there almost, you know, basically in a trance and, and playing this incredibly complex music. Sometimes what they'll do is like two instruments will have like conversations with each other. So like the tabla player, which is like the drum. Mm -hmm. the um, So he'll play a little musical phrase and then the sitar player will echo that phrase on the sitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, honestly, in a lot of like live Zeppelin stuff, you know, Paige is doing that with Bonham. You know, like he's playing like a lead line, and then Bonham is echoing that on the on the drums or whatever. And so, um, but like, I would say in terms of my travel specifically, um, you know, the most unique one, as as much of a cop out answer as it probably sounds like, it's I mean it's 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 Indian music, and and frankly. Other than my own sort of growing up listening to Indian music, I pers I mean, I, I rudimentarily play a, an Indian instrument called the sarod. Um, but even then, like, it is, I have to basically start from scratch when I, whenever I'm considering Indian music. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if the, you know, the qualities that, that you were describing were strictly for, for India. Cause like, I've definitely, you know, messed around with like other, you know, like Middle Eastern music, uh, Turkish oh, music. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't, I'm, well, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, well, then no, what, what I was saying was like, I particularly love the sitar. Um, there, there's just something about its timbre that, you know, as you said, like it kind of puts you in a trance. Um, and I, I'm, I don't think I'm trying to be overly profound with this, but I, I like, you know, the, the appeal of a lot of like, uh, psychedelic rock or just psychedelic music, you know, they, they put that, that name in it to, cause like a lot of people, you know, listen to it while they were getting high. But I feel, I feel like the, the music itself carries that quality where it kind of, it puts you in that trance. I, I don't know if it's just the 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 trickling of the notes or i don't i don't know what it is but you know it especially with the microtones i it adds like a little it adds an extra layer to the music that that makes it that much more um it just makes it richer i don't know i i, I love i i know basically nothing about uh music that you know comes from india i i've listened to a few you know ravi shankar albums yeah, um, yeah. but you know, I feel like that, I, I imagine that's like a beginner level, uh, thing to understanding what there well, is. I mean, certainly it's, I mean, there's so much stuff that Ravi Shankar does that trans, I mean, it's way, it's like advanced, advanced. Um, but you know, I mean, funny story about Ravi Shankar. And again, this is a tangent. I think we should, you know, we, I, I have veered far off guitar but um so Ravi Shankar is actually from the same uh city that my parents are from and um uh basically one day I think my mom was like 16 maybe 16 17 and she was just like on her way back from school or whatever in in Calcutta and it, and and it, there was Ravi Shankar just practicing in this like empty amphitheater oh, and wow. um just by himself like just just sitting there with his sitar just going through his warm-up stuff his practicing stuff and um she just kind of sat there and watched him and then when he was done she you know she met him and he signed some stuff and whatever and 
Yeah, and that was, I mean, this was, you know, easily 15 years after the White Album and, and George Harrison and all of that. So, you know, this is, you know, the early 80s. So, so Ravi Shankar was a very, very well-known person, both in India and in, you know, the West. Right. And so, I don't know, I, I thought, I always found that cool that he was just sort of, it's like, you know, imagine you're just walking through and you see, I don't even know, like, fucking, like, Eric Bruce Johnson. Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, just, like, on an acoustic guitar, just, like, warming up his voice or something. And That's just, insane. Just sitting alone, you know? And and so, yeah, he always tried. Did you know his daughter is Nora Jones? I was just going to say, I, I found that <laughs> out, like, a, a few months ago, and I was like, holy shit. I, it's, it's awesome. I uh, really have very, very different music, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was always on my to-do list. Actually, his daughter, his other daughter, uh, Anushka Shankar, um, does a because Ravi Shankar died a few years ago, but um, she does a lot of touring um, through America in like the major concert halls of each city um, of this sort of Indian music. Um, you know, showcasing and stuff. So I've always wanted to go and see that. Um, yeah. Hopefully, post COVID, I can make that happen. Well, you know, my fingers are crossed for you. Um, <laughs> let's see here. We've, we've so, covered quite a bit of ground. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I feel like I talked about myself for too long. Let's talk about you. Oh God, um, it's it's not as interesting to be honest. <laughs> no. So let me let me ask you, like, what? You know, so you're, you're, let's say you're, you know, 13, 14 and you're, you know, or, or maybe even earlier than that and you're getting into guitar. Um, you know, what for you, and I, I mean, I, I don't know if, if you've touched on this, but like, what's about guitar specifically that drew you to it over, let's say the drums or, or hmm. keys or something? I, um... A good question. I, I think I originally, you know, went from saxophone to guitar because there was something very appealing about guitar. And, you know, at, at that time, I was obviously going through, you know, my first wave of classic rock uh, renaissance because, you know, I was getting into Led Zeppelin, I was listening to the Beatles, some, some Pink Floyd, but then, you know, you know, just, you know, a bunch of, uh, random stuff where guitar was a pretty significant element in the music. Um, and I felt like it allowed me to play melodies and sing along. And, you know, like I said, <clears throat> like I said, uh, you know, playing guitar really just kind of felt like a performance. So I really was doing it just so that I could sing along and, you know, provide a performance on a more whole level like i feel like with guitar i was able to just play acoustic guitar sets and it, it made sense like i feel like it's difficult to perform just drums and singing over it so that 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 wasn't re i wasn't really appealed to that and then also i feel like you know the violin and, and the piano were other you know staple first instruments to learn and i've only heard horror stories about how difficult it was to learn it or just uh, like a lot of people who were playing it that I knew just were kind of doing it based on instruction, not really because they wanted to do it. 
So I felt like guitar was a good way to, to mix in a lot of things. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of my... I, I, I just feel like a lot of my drive and curiosity for music kind of bloomed at a later age than than you because i i kind of had a complacency about my guitar playing for quite a while where if i was able to play you know a lot of my a lot of my learning was fragmented where like if i wanted to learn like oh i love stairway to heaven and i learned the intro i'm like oh my god i just learned the intro to stairway to heaven i didn't really continue to learn the rest of the song like i just for me i felt like it was kind of just showing off like, Oh, if someone asked me, can you play stairway to heaven? I'll play the intro. And like, you know, mm. that, that shows the, the value of my musicianship or, you know, playing you know, the extent of knowing a whole song was like, you know, uh, smells like teen spirit or the Ramones where you could just play, you know, a bunch of power chords and you know, your job is done. So, uh, I kind of took the, you know, the, the easy path to those songs but, you know, it wasn't until, you know, a couple of years ago where I was like, I could, you know, I could do my own thing. Um, and that's what I've been wanting for, for quite a while. So I'm just kind of, I, I feel like I'm like 15 or 16 again, because I, I feel like I'm really just, you know, exploring this instrument once again, because like I'm looking at it in a new lens. Um, and it's really fun. And I was telling you this before, it, it's like, it was like a an awakening and I just know that this is going to consume a lot of my time in the near future because one, I don't have anything else to do because I'm quarantined, but also like, I just feel like, like, like we've discussed before, like, I feel like I just learned a new language and I want to go, you know, talk to other people. Uh, yeah. w one thing that, that inspired me recently, as I was telling you before, you know, when, when we watched the, the King Gizzard movie, Chunky Shrapnel, there's a section where they start, jamming during this like psychedelic experimental jazz piece and the way that everyone's looking at each other and they're all communicating and taking turns riffing like i i that i love that like it's such a primal and spiritual way to experience music you're not you're not at the corner of a of a frat party you know singing campfire songs like this is like like a, a new level of of expertise that I now know I want to accomplish at some point. Yeah. I think everybody goes through that complacency period, by the way. I, I certainly went through it too, fueled by the fact that I was like, Oh, I'm, it, you know, it just became a chore to me, like practicing whatever. Um, but you know, it's once you find it, once you have your own, um, fire and motivation to like go and learn things and play things, that's the deciding factor on whether or not you're going to be good at the instrument or not. Um, and, and I think a lot of people, I mean, and this is something that frustrated me when I was in like middle school is just like fucking everybody at some point takes guitar lessons or at least in our generation took guitar lessons. Yeah. It was um, pretty common. It was pretty common. And I was, and, and like I mentioned before, like, you know, starting as early as I did a lot of my sort of individuality, my sense of, you know, self was tied to playing the guitar. And so, but like what I saw was, you know, people would drop like flies because they would learn, you know, smells like teen spirit or whatever. 
But then they didn't have much more curiosity than that. And, and they didn't want, like, they, they ended up not really pushing the envelope um, further than that because that spark never came for them. And so they never, um, you know, had that, that, that wheel spinning in, in their gut to drive them to spend their free time sitting down and being frustrated not being able to play something the first time around or the first ten times around. Um, but it's like the people that have that curiosity and, and joy from creating these sounds are the ones that like make it over that hump. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you've definitely inspired me quite a bit because – you know, you being a few steps ahead of, not a few steps, you're like a whole staircase ahead of me, but, um, whole stairway to heaven. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, you know, every now and then we'll like, cause, you know, a lot of our discussions are talking about music that we've listened to, but every now and then you would talk about like a, a mini, you know, guitar appreciation section in a review. Cause you would like be like, Oh, you know, it, it you know it, did you know that um, Jimmy Page actually played the riff like this and I'm like oh I didn't I didn't know that and then you know it would evolve into other things like oh um, I'm I'm trying to think but like right now you're you're exploring new genres of music and with the new genres there's new techniques you know there's you know at first you go with strumming power chords and then you move on to finger picking and alternate tunings and different scales and just you, you know, talking about that and your appreciation and, and the, the rewarding progress that you've made, it's just kind of emanated, uh, inspiration on, on my end. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, there's like, I, I should not stop learning new things about the guitar. Like, cause that, that complacency is, is very difficult to get out of. Like you could get very comfortable just being like, Oh, I'm, I'm that guitar player. Like I can play these songs and I'm, I'm happy with where I am, but every now and then you find people who are looking at playing flamenco when they were just playing, you know, a blues riff, you know, there, there's so much, uh, exploration to do and it, it's really great. And it, it's a shame that a lot of people give up on it and, you know, it isn't for everyone. I mean, there, there are people, I mean, well, basically we're, we're better than a lot of people. So that we, <laughs> we should make that, we should make that quite clear to avoid confusion. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you don't play guitar, we're better than you. Yeah. Fuck you. So, um, no, but like, I, I don't, it's you know, like, it's thing, like you see those things that like, you know how, like when, when you find like, like either YouTube videos or you meet a relative that did play an instrument and you just see how connected they are to it. Like I, I've, I've multiple times I've seen, you know, family friends or some guy on YouTube where, they, they reveal the guitar that they've had since they were in college or something. And there's like, there's like chips and bruising on the body of the guitar, but you could just see that, you know, they've been through something together and that, and I'm not, I'm not just, you know, adding colorful words. Like you could just see that, you know, it, it becomes a, um, an extension of your body. Yep. Especially Absolutely. with you. I don't know if it's with me yet, but like, I don't think, I would understand who Dylan was without a guitar. <laughs> well, I'm very glad uh, to hear you say that, frankly. Yeah. Um, and you know what? What I'll also sort of tack on to that is um, 
you know, I pers- so I attach quite a lot of sentimental value to my to my guitars, at least like my main sort of arsenal of guitars. Um, you know, the the two acoustics and the three electrics in particular, and um, and I think that like. I consider guitars to be the because they're such they're they're um, they can so easily be these extensions of your of your brain and your body. I really do look at them almost as like living beings. Um, you know, there's a personality associated with each guitar, and there's a give and a take, and a you know, but in in the way that you play it, and the way that it sounds, and what you your mind gravitates towards playing when you are holding that particular guitar that again, you know, I, I'm sure a painter feels that when they grab different brushes or, uh, you know, a writer might feel that at certain typewriters, but, um, you know, it's, it's that kind of connection that, that makes guitars in particular very special to me. And, 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 and I say that because I don't, as because these they're it's not my first instrument i don't have that connection with pianos or bass guitars or drums or whatever um it's really for me i feel the most personal connection to a guitar because i feel like it, it to me it looks like such a uh like a, such a human thing to me there's like you know a guitar has a face and a personality to me. yeah and and that it remi- it always reminds me, and I meant to say this some somewhat earlier. Um, I always think of that quote from "It Might Get Loud" that Jimmy Page is talking about, where he's saying like, because of the amplification and because of the tactile quality of it, um, you know, it's like there's there's so much dynamics, there's so many dynamics, and you know, light and shade and whisper to the thunder, whatever he's saying. There, you know, if you think about a guitar, like an electric guitar, and the pickups in a, an electric guitar, and the pedals that you put in front of it, and the amp you put it through, there's so much, you know, so many endless, infinite permutations and combinations of elements that you can put between your fingers and the sound that you produce that you can approximate so closely to your personality. Um, that you know, I that, to me again, that is just such a natural reflection of a of a of the way that a brain thinks and 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 a person thinks. Um, that again, it makes the guitar specifically, and and this is beyond just music and instruments in general. Guitars um, have that very human quality to me, and that's why that's one of the reasons I I love them so much. I I couldn't have said it any better myself. I mean, it, it's great. I mean, you know, there's, you know, as we were discussing, you know, off the air, you know, you're looking for a new, well, you were itching to get a new instrument just because, you know, you find yeah, a new identity. I do not have identity. the means to get myself a new instrument anytime soon. Right, right. Well, maybe if we get enough sponsorships, we'll, uh, we'll help you get there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing to have. I mean, it's a great skill. Um, I think it's a very positive way to put your energy towards something like this. Um, you know, I feel like it's kind of like working out. It's, it is kind of a fitness where you're, you're getting better. Excuse me. Um, 
I don't know, at least that's how I feel. Like, I feel like, yeah. it, you know, after like a, you know, if you're playing for like a long day, you know, there have been times where like on a rainy Sunday, like you just play for like 12 hours straight and you only take breaks to, you know, eat and go to the bathroom because it's just, you're, you're drawn to it. And like, you feel so peacefully exhausted at the end of the day and, you know, your fingers are throbbing and you're like, oh man, that was that was that was a productive day <laughs> you just feel it yeah um, absolutely and you know for me it's always been it, it it quickly became a like a release for me um it's like the way that you know people in fucking like madmen come home and have like a glass of brandy you know it's it's a right, way of right. taking the edge off of the day it's you know through college and stuff, you know, you have a bad day in class or you do shitty on a test or something. Above all else, I always know that if I grab one of my guitars, I'm going to feel grounded and at home. And, um, you know, and it's like that when I listen to, to music that I, I've, that I connect to personally, but something about playing that music is such a, and, and I remember a friend of mine in college who does not have a musical atom in his body um, was really kind of like, he, he was like, wow, so this really is like a, is like a big deal for you, isn't it? Because I was mentioning, I was, like, I was like, I have to like make some time to play guitar and whatever. I was like, and I had never really considered it before because it was such an inherent thing to me. I was like, yeah, it, it kind of is just like the way that, you know, some, you know, runners will go for a run at the end of a stressful day or, or whatever. Like there is something that is always in my control that I always know that I'm going to be, um, that I can feel good about doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, sorry, let me just... There's a comfort in it. And I, and I, again, I, I owe a lot of it to how... Uh, human the instrument is yeah and if i might if i might go on another slight tangent here i think one of the things that makes the guitar the most human is specifically the fact that you can bend the notes and the strings you, um, you think so i yeah i think that because you can so there's there's two things to it, and and I'm resisting the urge to grab the guitar and demonstrate it right now. But um, basically, the fact of the matter is, and John Mayer said this, I think, um, which is that uh, the way that a guitarist bends his strings is as unique to him as or them as uh, a fingerprint is. The way that you know you coax the pushing of that note the way that you do with bending is it makes to me, cause you can't do that on a piano. You can't do that on a, on a drum kit. You can do it on a bass guitar, but not that well or easily. Um, yeah, it, it requires like two hands to bend those strings. <laughs> yeah. And then it kind of sounds like shit anyway. Yeah. Um, but something about the way, you know, again, think about David Gilmore, half of the reason that you, that his, solos just hit the right nerve for you the way that 
they do is because of how he's bending his strings. I, th- I think I, I want this and I know you want this. I think we're going to need to hear some examples, my man. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, do, do you like a, you could do like a, a comparison of bend to no bend. Yeah. Okay. So, so I've grabbed an electric guitar just cause it's a little easier to bend on an electric guitar. Um, but so if I'm like something like that, that that feeling of that to me is such a the the emotion that that kind of lick brings out yeah is to me something that cannot be replicated on any other instrument even if the notes are the same the feeling the way that that note like the way that that kind of like lifts your brain up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of like you could literally hear the, the tension being brought yep. into the feeling. Exactly. And or so, the strings translated. Right, right. Right. So, you know, if you, you know, again, David Gilmore, I, I, I went a little off the actual notes there, but you know, th- that's a, like David Gilmore can make you cry or your soul cry just by going. Yeah, I fucked that up. He can make your soul cry by going. Yeah. That's why he can do it. Not you, Dylan. Exactly. Yeah. You know, something like what he's playing is not that complex. He's just, it's G minor, pentatonic, and he's just going. I mean, like, it's it's almost like traveling to a new note in theory. Because it's like, if, I mean, if you it, bend it, it if you bend is, it hard yeah. enough, it goes to the next note. But like the but the the path is is a lot different and and has a different outcome. So let me let me play the difference here. So if I'm going, um, versus. You hear that lilt and that the transition between the notes is so much more glossy and smooth and, and, and more, um, I don't know, there's just that, that, that curve to it that, again, or versus, you know. It, that, adds, a, it adds a warmth to the song. It adds a human quality to it, in my opinion. So, so the fact, you know, or again, you know, you know, we said no stairway, but something like that versus, you know, that bend is a little like, it's a little less clear that it's a bend, I guess. But the fact that he's bending from the D up to the E, 
there you can feel there's a little bit more struggle in it rather than him going you know right so right. the fact that he's he's not even playing the d for more than like a literal split second but he's going that like that bend makes it so much more triumphant so much more um you know dramatic um and i think that because like the guitar itself again if he was playing that solo on the piano it would just sound like like without any kind of vibrato any kind of right. um dynamics in there yeah so it's because of that um it's that i think what makes the guitar the most um human like that is that bending quality the fact that you can kind of not only go up but you can go back down like that kind of, with a bend and the way that you bring yeah. your nose up and down like that yeah because like the you know the human voice doesn't go up and down like it transitions you could hear yeah. a transition to the note exactly exactly and i think that's the way that you know our brains want to think about music yeah so it's not as compartmentalized as you know it's something like that and you can even you know even if you're not bending up to an, another note per se you can still do this like vibrato thing on the note that gives it so much more flavor like, versus right like especially in blues like versus right like there's that just that much more just in the subtle details there it, it's just so much more um it's, it's so much more expressive yeah yeah i mean oh it's so, it's so good it's so good um but yeah uh jesus Sorry. christ just have to play that do i have to, do I have to take away your your guitar privileges you might have to that's fine that's otherwise fine. you might get sued for copyright yeah because you're just so damn good and, and close to the recording <laughs> watch out um but yeah so so i you know i you can you know i think that like you know technically you can play all of the the notes for all of these iconic solos on any instrument other than obviously like the drums but it's not going to sound the same because of the just the natural expression that a guitar lets you explore right oh god yeah i mean i just like i'm i'm really fighting the urge to start just strumming the guitar right now because <laughs> i'm just like yeah i want to you, you almost you almost get like that that dopamine flush where you just like you're like oh that that's the note that i wanted to play right now um, you literally do i mean it's just and the fact that i mean for me what was always the guiding thing was like i can make these sounds with this thing here you know that's you know i i just have to put my hands in the right places yeah i mean it's like it, it's just wonderful because i i feel like it's just it's a new vocabulary that you can have like i i'm still learning um but i i just feel like when you when you write a song and you you have been writing songs and we could we could wrap up with that but 
you know, it's just great to kind of find your own voice with the guitar or uh, honestly, any, any music could be played from any instrument if you really want to. We're just focusing on guitar because that just happens to be what we're attracted to the most. But it's just so great to be able to write your own music. I, I mean, I've done a few amateur recordings of original stuff. And obviously it's not good, but just having that feeling of, of a place to start with uh, is extremely it, it, validating. It's good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't, you know, put yourself down there. Oh, I mean, it, it, it's very, you know preliminary stages of of music but you know because like there's other things that we that that doesn't matter but um it's great to have that that tool because it really just i i'm really bad at articulating myself in english so being able to add another language metaphorically is is helping a little bit um it's almost like i i i almost imagine it's like like you're in like uh like some sort of, you know, John Hughes movie and you're like trying to talk to someone like, well, you know, what's, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm just like, I don't know if I could, (laughs) I don't know if I could explain this, but here it goes. And all of a sudden I just start like shredding the guitar and they're like, Oh, I get it now. Um, (laughs) but yeah, but anyway, uh, since we've been talking for, for quite a while about this, I figured we could kind of end on where you're at now because you obviously have made uh, a lot of progress and you've been working a lot on some original stuff that you've sent to me. Uh, but you know, as much as you want to get into it, what, what kind of, what kind of stuff are you up to now? Well, um, so we're all in lockdown and I, I mean, it's not a huge deviation from what I was, you know, my life before lockdown anyway, I, I, I don't do much, but, um, I've kind of been taking the opportunity to learn, as much as I can from YouTube and, you know, just kind of listening to other styles of music about other styles of music. Um, so I was like kind of going through a little bit more theory on like flamenco, learning theory just in general. I'm trying to teach myself sweet picking now. Um, but you know, I guess the grand statement I'd make about this to anybody who's listening, who is thinking about playing the guitar, um, everything you want to do, um, musically, is possible within the confines of the six-string guitar that you may or may not be holding. You know, you might have to tune it differently, you might have to put, you know, certain strings on it or whatever, but everything else is just pedantic, and whatever you want to play, whatever guitar you're holding, you can play it. And as, you know, certainly, if you're trying to play the Eruption solo and all you have is an acoustic guitar that you found in a dumpster. Yeah, it's going to be harder, but you can. And it's all, like, that is what I find to be so wonderful about an instrument is just, like, all the tools basically you need to to get good are, like, right in front of you. And that's the attitude that I'm sort of taking with learning these new styles is, you know, I have a guitar that's tuned, you know, standard tuning. That's what all these other you know, Spanish, Portuguese people are, are using more or less to, to develop these styles. So why, you know, they can do it. Why can't I? And that's what I would say to anybody learning the, the guitar is like literally me. I don't, nobody else in my family plays any instruments. If I could do it, you can do it. It's not like a genetic thing. It's not a, it's not something you're born with. It's just something you kind of 
you know, cultivate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, I, I don't think I can add anything because you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. But it's, it's a very rewarding... I, I hate that I'm calling it journey, but I don't. I feel pretentious by calling it a craft, just because like I hate when people are like, oh, you know, I'm just perfecting the craft. Um, but it really is. You know, you you can yeah. you can make you can make of it what you want. Uh, there's endless possibilities, and you know, you'll 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 be surprised with the the voice that you find inside yourself when you start playing guitar or another instrument. But we strongly lean towards the guitar, so yeah, we're gonna stick I mean, with that. That's what this whole thing was about. This whole episode was about. Is, oh, this you know, is guitar, guitar propaganda. Yeah. Sponsored by <laughs> Sam Ash. <laughs> At Ernie Ball. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think the guitar has made its place in the last, you know, sixty or seventy years as, you know, when you think, you know, top top tier instruments. I would say, you know, the old guard was, you know, piano and percussion and strings like string like violins violas but you know i think if you grabbed any person off the street and you told them name an instrument the odds are very likely they'd say guitar theremin oh that's a guitar (laughs) yeah the triangle and um you know there's a reason for all the hype and you know we didn't even really go into like guitarists that redefined what it means to play the guitar that really never played a solo at all. You know, Johnny Marr or Kevin Shields. You know, there's, again, there's so much room for your personality to come through with the guitar specifically that I think that's what has made it such a an icon of, of culture. Yeah. I mean, that, that could definitely be another episode because I have plenty to say about that too. Um, but yeah, you know, you could, you could try to emulate different musicians, uh, and anything in between just because, you know, as you were saying before, or John Mayer was saying before the, you know, bending strings and technique are all fingerprints to the artist. So you really could just do anything with this guitar forever and you'll, you'll never feel like you're done. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think anyone has ever truly felt like they mastered the instrument. Let me, so so why don't we close on me asking you a question and if you want to ask me I'm certainly willing to answer what do you see as your future with the guitar Ooh. and let's go you know 30 years 30 years um, I as of right now I am particularly enamored by the communal aspect of the guitar where you know, you could show up to a random place and if there's a guitar, you could join in and, and play what they're playing and, and really feel like you're contributing. Um, you know, I've seen, you know, you know, like 30 years from now, like I could have friends come over or you can come over and the two of us could play uh, without even really planning anything where you could, you know, just ha- just how we're having a conversation right now. The two of us hopefully one day could just you know, sit on the porch and not say anything, but, but play the guitar. And we, you know, we'd feel like that was a a worthy experience. Like that, that is a social thing. Um, so I I do really enjoy that. Uh, some, some current, 
short slash long-term goals. I, I do want to start writing my own music. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I have very, uh, basic level knowledge of using GarageBand. So as long as I have like a drum track that's pre-made, then I could probably, you know, add a few guitar tracks, a couple vocal tracks, and I, I could feel like I've, I've done something original, uh, or completely acoustic stuff, but I definitely do want to write some songs because I've, I've toyed with a lot of things in my head and I just haven't really put it to fruition yet, but you know, the, the drawing boards are being scribbled on as we speak. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What, what about you? Um, well, my future with the guitar is... Are you basically just going to follow King Gizzard, whatever genre that they go in? You'll be like, all right, I'll learn that too. I mean, I'm just waiting for them to put out a Fado album. Um, But yeah, I mean, like for, you know, my whole life, one irrational fear I have is losing a hand because I know that'll just ruin, you know, my, you know, I won't be able to do the one thing that has always brought me comfort and, and joy, sure. which is playing the guitar. And, you know, that's something I'll be 75 if I live that long. Hopefully I do, you know, and I'll still be playing guitar and exploring new things with it. And again, it's a vessel. It's a, it's this spaceship I've boarded through this whole galaxy of different styles of music and, and expression. And, um, like I mentioned in the first few moments of this episode, there's no shortage of past and future styles to learn um, with the guitar as your as your um, you know your outlet of expression. And you know I'll just keep adding new guitars and new new you know friends to the mix here um, as you know different guitars come into my life and i just you know i i'll be that cool old guy just struggling through the blues or whatever (laughs) with limited function in my fingers (laughs) Um, you know it's just it's just something like i'm so glad that i have that i know that nobody can take away from me unless literally i lose my hands well let's not hope that that ever happens (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, 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 you've, uh, you're, you're an inspiration to many and you're very talented. Um, thank you you so much for lying like that. I'm glad I paid you to say that. Yeah. Your, your mom Venmoed me 50 bucks. So like, (laughs) like just, just keep him busy for an hour and just make sure he feels good about himself. Um, no, but I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I imagine we're going to continue talking about this in, in the near future. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll just wrap it here. Uh, basically if you fast forward it up to this point, we basically said that guitar is the best instrument. And if you disagree with us, then you can fuck off. So, uh, but no, we, we accept all people because we, we need, we need extra, uh, we need something for arrangements. So, you know, if you end up playing piano, then then you could talk to us. We could figure out something. We could play some gypsy jazz. But uh, thank you for listening. And hopefully you pick up a guitar. And if you already have one, start start hanging out and, and plucking and you know showing up, you know show off to people. Don't play Wonderwall or Stairway to Heaven. It's 
overly used. And you could play Stairway to Heaven. You could play actually if you could play Stairway to Heaven completely, then that's pretty impressive. Just don't do it at a guitar uh, guitar shop. Uh, but yeah, all right. That, that's all I really had to say. What would you have? Did you have any uh, closing thoughts? Like any final closing um, thoughts? I mean, no. Just uh, you. I think I've said. Pretty, listen. I mean, if you if you haven't been sold on the guitar. Uh, listen to the song since I've been loving you or uh, you know maybe castles made of sand and see if that changes your opinion shit yeah yeah we could we could give them uh, some listening homework but uh, <laughs> to to completely end the show and then I promise we'll we'll stop recording and, and dragging this on because I think we've spoken about one instrument ad nauseum so uh uh, our agents are currently working on getting hold of a few celebrities, actually, um, because they they heard about our podcast and they wanted to kind of talk about what they were listening to. So I don't want to spoil too much, but as of right now, we might have uh, the junior senator from Vermont, Bernie Sanders, uh, join us and, and talk to us about what he's listening to and how, you know, how he digests music. So, yeah, I've heard that uh, acclaimed Bavarian filmmaker Werner Herzog might be. That, that's right. He's he sent a long-winded email saying that he wanted to be a part of this. Um, so yeah, so you know, stick with us, and uh, we'll we'll have that soon. And uh, we love you, Dylan. Thanks for coming in. It's always a pleasure. Why why don't you play one final lick to to close us out?